0: The world leader in Internet talk, radio. Internet talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. Fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome
1: to Positive Living. The program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives.
2: Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guests, and callers.
1: Now,
0: with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive
3: Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm just so happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, which has been on the air three years on Voice America and eight years on the air on a local station, two different shows, but this program brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us. We are here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific, and we will be broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. The number here, if you're calling on Monday, is 888-335-5204. I have a very renowned guest on today, and I'm very excited about it. We're talking about the word addiction. We hear addiction all the time. We hear about drug addiction, alcohol addiction, food addiction, sex addiction, but one of the things we don't hear about that often is love addiction, when you're addicted to a person. And today we have on, I call—I would say that Dr. Howard Halpern, Ph.D., who's my guest, is really the father of addiction. He was one of the pioneers in this field. He received his Ph.D. in clinical psychology from Columbia University. He has taught at Columbia and other colleges. He's been a consultant clinical psychologist in psychotherapy, psychotherapist at several New York colleges and, and clinics. Uh, he has been in New York City and practiced psychotherapy for 48 years. And his pre- previous books include Cutting Loose, An Adult Guide to Coming Terms with Your Parents and Getting It Right, And today, his book, his newest book, which actually first came out in the early 80s, is How to Break Your Addiction to a Person, When and Why Love Doesn't Work. And he's been on the Today Show 2020 and CNN. Welcome, Dr. Halperin.
1: Oh, it's good to be there and to talk about my favorite subject.
3: Well, I'm excited to talk about this. Here's my first question. Do you think that, because love is a very strong thing, do you think in some way that most of us are somewhat addicted to the person we're with or to our family or to someone?
1: Sure, and particularly if the relationship has a good, lovey feeling, but, uh, you know, I used to see people who were in the worst kind of relationships, unhappy the other person being uh, unavailable or the other person uh, being uh, damp, right? awful to them. And they would stay and they would hang in there no matter what. And after a while I began to realize they sounded exactly like my substance abuse people, like mm-hmm. my uh, regular addicts. Mm-hmm. And that uh, we got some kind of addiction going here. Mm-hmm. For a while it was difficult for me to accept, it was difficult for... Some other people to accept. They thought I was using the term uh, addiction in relation to love. just as a kind of metaphor or something. Mm-hmm. I was serious about it. I saw it as a real addiction. And
2: uh, so, how
3: do we um, how do we classify uh, love addiction or being addicted to a person? Is it staying with someone who's just not good for us anymore?
1: Um. Yes, that's a big part of it, because there are certain characteristics that really show that you're into a, uh, a love addiction. First of all, if I said before, that unbudgeable uh, part of the person. Their friends, their relatives, their psychotherapists maybe say, Hey, this is not going to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This guy's never going to leave his wife. Uh, This person is really a nasty person and is not going to become a non-nasty person, Uh, or uh, this person uh, um, can't make any kind of commitment, Mm -hmm. and if you want a commitment, you're just going to have to look elsewhere. And patients and I would struggle with this, and uh, it became... It's uh, the strongest struggle and I had expected, because this, uh, this uh, addiction mm-hmm. really takes hold.
3: Okay, so, but there are some reasons why. I mean, as, as you write in your book, some people um, are more addicted than others. Some people can let go easier than others. It, does it start in childhood? What are the real founding factors here that get us so hooked? And, and, you know, we have problems breaking.
1: Sure. We have to keep in mind uh, one thing I began to sco- discover along the way, and that is that the addiction doesn't just live, reside in that patient, mm-hmm. but also reside, by that patient I mean by that patient's lover. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that the uh, addiction... Is to a task. Now, what do I mean by a task? I mean that people who have had early experiences, childhood experiences, that were not the best, that were not the optimum, mm-hmm. didn't feel fully secure. They couldn't feel fully happy. put mm-hmm. their defenses down. There was something that was that was just making them. Full of weak spots. Okay. And, uh, these weak spots that I I came to call, uh, attachment hunger. Okay. Attachment hunger.
3: So you're hungry for the attachment, so, because you didn't get it as a child.
1: And there may be very specific kinds of people you want to get it from. Uh-huh. For example, you know, I see, I see the task of the attachment hunger and the addiction as someone trying to make an an undesirable person desirable or an unloving person lovable Mm -hmm. or an unavailable person
3: available. So does that mean that they will take any bit of, uh, how do I say this, kind of like little scrapes, like if a person throws them a bone, they'll take that and look at that and maybe idealize it
1: because but they're getting something. They can build the whole thing. You know, I remember I would work with someone who uh, would uh, be telling me, the guy she just met at this bar, is really terrific, not like the men that usually get involved in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so on. And then you begin to talk to her some more, and you find that uh, she made the approach, not him. Mm-hmm. He was talking to some other folks, talking to her. She gave him a card, her business card, uh, to call. And she's sitting there telling me that this time it's different, this guy's really coming after her, mm-hmm.
2: uh, I would
1: say, yeah, wait a minute, what's going on here? Uh, the, the need to make that connection can become so powerful, the need to hold on to that connection, that it pushes aside our judgment, uh, our, uh, our looking over the total situation mm-hmm. and saying, Am I getting what I want out kind of this? Is this really what it's all about? Uh, if people don't do this, it's pretty much the case that they are a obtuse person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> what?
3: What you really? What? Here's what I'm hearing you say is that you you become really unrealistic. You you gloss it over, or you or you make the things that are good. You, you emphasize the good things, and you de-emphasize the bad things to keep you there. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as I say, if you you know, you might, as I said, see someone who is married to someone else, and she's telling me all the time, he's going to be leaving his wife to hmm despite the fact that she has no such evidence, she's sitting there alone at
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, mm-hmm. midnight. Uh, and uh, she hangs in there. She's, she's living on crumbs of false hope and mm-hmm. they're wasting precious time mm-hmm. in her life. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's unable to do anything about it. Sometimes oh. they'll say, I know you're right, but I just...
3: Can't do it, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We are talking to a renowned expert, a pioneer in the field of addiction, Dr. Howard Halpern, who has practiced psychotherapy in New York City for 48 years. His best-selling book uh, was Finally Getting It Right, and his newest book, and this actually has been reprinted, this book is How to Break Your Addiction to a Person, When and Why Love Doesn't Work. And what we're talking about is when you know what, whether to know uh, to continue a relationship or a marriage, when you should let go and not let go, when your hopes may be unrealistic. And what we're talking about is how you break that addiction. When we come back, we're going to give some examples and ask some more questions. Um, This is your opportunity to call us, folks, at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Again, we're talking about love addiction which is an addiction that we don't talk about that much. We talk about all the other ones. And we have the really renowned expert on the father of addiction. So please do call us and speak with Dr. Howard Halperin after the break at 888-335-5204. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back.
0: For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Information you need, when you need it, voiceamerica.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time to Voice America for True Life in God with Betsy Seraphin. On the show, Betsy will talk about the importance of having God in your life, as well as discuss how God is calling Christians to come together in the heart. So make it a point to tune in to True Life in God every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth?
3: Where and how can I find it?
0: Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific to Mario's Vardag, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crimes to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
3: This is Dr. Pat Vasily and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. The defendant will be remanded to custody immediately.
1: On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from
2: school.
0: When you commit a gun crime... Your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
4: Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. To so join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Puzner, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to
3: voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. It is always an honor and pleasure to be on Voice America. I want you to know that I have been hosting and producing positive living programming for 20 years because I believe in it. This is my mission and my passion to show the positive sides of issues. I've been on Voice America for three years. I was one of the beginners, and Internet radio is very, very popular now. And I'm here with Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. I also have a local show where I live that's been on the air eight years, also called Positive Living. Positive Living brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us on Mondays at at 888-888-335-5204. We're here at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific, and we are rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. I'm very I'm very fortunate to have on an extremely powerful guest who is really one of the pioneers in the field of love addiction. We hear about all kinds of addiction, alcohol and drugs and gambling and shopping and eating and food and sex. We don't hear that much about love addiction. My guest is Dr. Howard Halperin, who has practiced psychotherapy in New York City for 48 years. He is a best-selling author of Finally Getting It Right, He's appeared on Donahue, The Today Show, 2020, and CNN. He received his Ph.D. in clinical psychology from Columbia University. And his book is How to Break Your Addiction to a Person, When and Why Love Doesn't Work. Welcome back, Dr. Halpern.
1: Good to be here again.
3: Okay, I'm going to give you an example. This was someone who called in and asked me, didn't want to to give you the question exactly, so asked me if I would relay the question to, to you. And here's what it is. This is a situation where the person is, um, is divorced, and um, the spouse left the person. Um, actually, the spouse left the person for another person. So uh, this was a woman, and the spouse left the man. The husband left the person for another woman. And the marriage was not good. There were a lot of issues. There was a lot of emotional withdrawal. There were a lot of problems. But the spouse probably would have hung on. She didn't have that opportunity because uh, he immediately had an affair with somebody who was employed by him. The question is that the spouse is now, the woman, is doing well on her own, um, feeling strong, but goes back and ruminates about could have, could have, should have, goes back and ruminates about the good times because there were some wonderful times about the things they built together, the the, the business they built together, the life, and is really having trouble getting rid of that kind of ruminating that comes back, even though she is functioning. And so the question she has to you is, she doesn't want to do this anymore because it's not helpful to her, and it's obviously draining. What does, what does she do and what do other people do who are faced with this situation?
2: Well,
1: it's one of the more painful feelings that we can have, uh, but very often there can be a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I think that uh, one thing that she has to think about uh, is this uh, attachment that I spoke of before. She has to, in a sense, realize that this doesn't have to do only with her husband, only with her husband meeting someone else, only with her being so devastated, that it's a, it's a whole problem that can, uh, that can take over your life. Now, I said earlier that there are people who tell
2: me that, uh,
1: that uh, they've met someone new... Uh, and it's going to be wonderful, and that I listen and uh, hear the same old kind of self-destructive relationship
3: coming in. I say that because that's the first thing that you have to know. Uh, you have
2: to. Uh,
3: Can you speak a little louder into the phone? A little clearer. Okay. first thing
1: that you have to
3: confront.
1: That uh, you may be fooling yourself, and that it is a good idea. To talk to friends, to talk very openly and honestly, how do they see the situation? Uh, to talk to relatives, to uh, keep a diary because uh, it's uh, because it's uh, so easy to forget all you know. And I said before, I think I said before that one of the most interesting parts of of this, uh, you know, the most interesting part of this, what should I call it, uh, disease, disorder?
3: Disorder, okay.
1: Uh, is that um, there is this factor that I call
3: addiction amnesia. And it's a- a- a-
1: addiction a- amnesia. Amnesia, because what happens is I see people who seem to forget all the bad things Mm -hmm. You can remember only the good things. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just really quite amazing. They think of the good time they had when they were off on a trip together. Right.
2: They're
1: they're making up, and uh, the bad stuff, but but what about the black eye you got last week? Mm -hmm. Uh, That is forgotten about. So one of the first things that a person like this has to do is with professional help or the help of friends or themselves see the reality of mm-hmm. this
2: relationship. Mm-hmm. It
1: doesn't solve it all. They may see it's a lousy relationship and still want it mm-hmm. because they're going to make it better.
3: Okay, let me ask you something. When that happens, when if that person straightens themselves out and, and sees it realistically, if... When they meet someone else, will that help to diffuse those Oh those
1: Well, it depends on the, on the someone else that they meet. Uh, some people, as they say, just, I listen in my office, a lot of people, uh, all day long, and there's this common theme of they're coming in and saying, I met the most wonderful guy, I met the most wonderful woman and uh, I say, tell me about him, or him. And she begins to describe it, and I go, boy, this is really familiar.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, as soon as possible, confront her with the fact that it doesn't sound any different uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the first thing is I say is you've got to press yourself, or get it. Uh, a psychotherapist to help press you to see the reality here. Mm
3: -hmm. And make sure that you're not repeating what you did before.
1: Right, and that it's not likely to get better. And you have some big choices here because if it's not likely to get better, you're going to be just more and more miserable with all the time that passes. And you see other people happy and you're uh, hanging out there uh, feeling miserable. Uh, So you've got to recognize that this is... uh, a love relationship. Now, when I say a love relationship, we're into something very important. Okay. Because uh, people often misunderstand or misread powerful loving feelings to the other person. Really powerful. I think of them all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They, they wonder what they're doing. They feel jealous. They, uh, and uh, they say, I am doing this so and I say why are you doing this yeah. because I'm so in love mm-hmm. and I started, years ago when I first started hearing this I would challenge that I would say how can you call it love when you're miserable all the time when you're not getting your needs met that's love and then I realized oh, well maybe that is love the feeling of love who am I to tell them that?" what they're feeling so deeply uh, is, um, is not love. Uh, but instead, I looked at, the, at another factor here, which I call the good love relationship. The good love relationship? The good love relationship, which may have the feeling of love in it. It may have uh, excitement, it may have attraction, it may have uh, sexuality and appeal but it is not based on that. Mm -hmm. It's having all that within the context of a relationship in which you feel cared about, in which you care, uh, in which uh, you have the impact of of making his life seem better to him, and your life better to you mm-hmm. and your two lives together, uh, connected in some way by mm. commitment,
3: mm. Uh,
1: other, other uh, ways Well,
3: you said the key here. You said your life better to you and his life better to him. Sure. That's the key. Yes,
1: it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. And, and then your life
3: better together. It should add
1: to the lives of both of you.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It shouldn't be that one person is perfect, happy to go along with the way things are now and the other one's miserable.
3: Alright, so, so when you counsel people, what are some of the steps? Because this is very deep stuff. Now, my question is, when you look at, for example, alcohol or drugs, or Mm -hmm. sex or gambling or shopping, you can stop doing those. And and in a sense, you can stop being with this person. Do you think that if you are love addicted to someone that you should cut off all ties with them as you would to alcohol, for example?
1: Yes, I think it usually doesn't work without it. I mean, that's not it. People can call you up now and say, hey, it worked perfectly for me. But usually you've got to break it. I've known people who have to move across to the other coasts to get away Mm -hmm. from someone because just knowing they're in the same Mm -hmm. city with each other would make them...
3: But that doesn't change your thinking. You can move to another coast, and what if you're still thinking about that person?
1: Right. I'm just saying that there are certain settings that you could be in that make it worse. Okay. So uh, there's some... I mean, one of the worst situations you get is when somebody is working in the same office or... Mm -hmm. uh, Business that uh, that uh, you are in, you know, it, it is almost impossible to break it thing because just seeing them in the elevator every day, or you know, passing by in a car or whatever, just triggers this whole stuff, and mm-hmm. it's hard to uh, get rid of. It. So, I, to answer your question, I do feel that most. Instances
2: You've got to keep 100%
3: away from that person. Okay. All right. Very good advice. We're talking to Dr. Howard Halpern, who is one of the pioneers in the field of addiction, particularly love addiction. His book is How to Break Your Addiction to a Person. And Dr. Halpern has been a psychotherapist in New York City for 48 years and has a best-selling book. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk more about how you break your addiction to a person. If you think you're love addicted or you have a friend or family member who is and you'd like to call us, Certainly, you can call us at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back.
0: For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to voiceamerica.com. Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. Today more and more student athletes are bypassing college and heading straight to the pros. Matt Bush, Freddie do, do, LeBron James. Discuss the benefits and pitfalls of going pro on the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyet and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks provides straightforward, no-nonsense talk about the current and sometimes controversial topics facing student-athletes and their parents today. Agents want to make money. Schools want the publicity. The Sport Mavericks wants what's best for you. So whether you or your child is thinking about bypassing college or looking for the best university to showcase their talents, listen to the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyet and Mama Stark every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks, smart talk for parents and athletes. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to
2: VoiceAmerica.com.
4: Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com
5: When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network.
0: Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to voiceamerica.com.
3: Hi, everybody. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And I always say that I'm so happy to be in Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power. The Internet is the future, and the future is now. Uh, We have a caller on the air. I just want to remind you that Positive Living is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And the shows are archived on my site, raskinresources.com, and you can get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. My guest is Dr. Howard Halperin. He is a pioneer in the field of love addiction. His book is How to Break Your Addiction to a Person. Dr. Halpern received his Ph.D. in clinical psychology from Columbia University and has practiced psychotherapy in New York City for 48 years. He's been on the Donahue Today Show 2020 and CNN. Welcome back, Dr. Halpern. Hi. Okay, we have a caller on the air. Yeah. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Hi, tell us your first name and where you're from. Hi, I'm Sherry from North
5: Carolina. That's and maybe uh, of one of my
3: daughters.
1: <laughs>
5: okay, Sherry, what's your question? Well, first of all, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for writing all the books you have. I've read a lot of them. They've helped me a lot.
3: I and um, I had an true. event
5: in my home back in February, in which my nephew, in a in a drunken rage, destroyed uh, the, a lot of the contents of my home.
2: Oh my! And.
5: When the your nephew cha- yeah my nephew yeah um he was he was a a house guest for the weekend, and after it was over, um I had to call uh nine one one I had to take his uh girlfriend to the hospital, and when everything when the dust had settled and everything was cleared away the next day or after I got her safely back where she belonged without him. Um, I started having flashbacks of um, memories that I had when I was two and three and four years old, when the same things happened with my with my uh, mother and my father.
2: What happened? What were <clears throat> the
5: same uh, well, it was the it was you know my father would be drunk and he would be angry and he mm-hmm. would throw furniture and right. So very very
1: aggressive and destructive and yes. terrifying, I imagine.
5: Yes, mm-hmm. yes, And Good. what I came to realize is that although I've done therapy for 20 years at least, mm-hmm. not you know not all consecutive officials you know sitting in an office, but I've done many, many kinds of therapy and
2: right. worked
5: with this family of origin issue for many, many years, I feel like I got a new piece that weekend that I had, that was buried. Which wow. was? So,
2: what was that piece?
5: The piece was that the reason that I've never been able to be in uh, a satisfying relationship is because my fear of commitment is so deep yes. that I sabotage.
1: Sure. I could could really understand that. I mean, your earliest experiences were so negative uh, that even though there are some longings to have a close relationship with someone, it is very frightening. Uh, And, you know, you also know that if you get close to someone and they do begin to have meaning for you, that you're going to uh, be frightened of uh, going ahead with it. Right.
3: So that means, right. then, that we pick people who are emotionally unavailable to us subconsciously? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't get the first part of your sentence. That we choose people who are emotionally unavailable to us. Oh, sure.
1: You know, uh, that's, I guess, in common with uh, all of these addictive states, uh, you know, relationship addictions. Uh, I mean, as I've told you, the the, uh, times I've seen people choose someone who is the exact thing they're trying to get away from. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember some woman saying to me, you put me down at any party and anywhere in the city and within two minutes I'll be talking to the biggest louse bear. Mm -hmm. And uh, she... She was right. She was drawn to it because uh, it was safe in some ways from getting to uh, the difficulties of a continued commitment, but more importantly, uh, she was repeating this addiction to those tasks. Uh, in this case, making
2: a, a um,
1: an unloving person loving.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that
1: task and becomes so in top of your, your mind, at the top of your mind, that the rest of your life becomes insignificant.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and at the same time, uh, you're knowing better than to go ahead with it, or it might be, uh, but uh, also knowing that uh, it's a bad deal.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sherry, do you have a question for Dr. Halpern, yes.
1: or
5: do you think he yeah. answered
3: yours, or?
5: Uh, my question is now that I have this piece, you know the probably the most mm-hmm. important piece of my life, what do I do with it?
1: well you've got to make it stronger and more powerful in yourself, for example, uh, you could uh, I find that a lot of my patients uh, I ask them to do some writing,
3: uh, yes. keeping up
1: a uh, uh, diary of the right, relationship see that. so that they can keep track of their feelings and so that uh, when they tend to get addiction amnesia, and wh- it was all very wonderful, they can look in the diary and see how miserable it really was. Uh, and, uh, and there are other techniques. That I, I ask all my patients to uh, have a network of friends. And maybe give each one a different task. Can I huh? call you, no matter what time it is, in the middle of the night or whatever, uh, just for you to straighten me out because I'm panicking and I may go mm-hmm. back. I can't mm-hmm. see what's wrong with it. Uh, another person, you may give a task of, hey, help me find a new guy. It really is different because I'm not sure I could recognize it. I need you to recognize it. There are whole things like that that friendships can go on. Uh, So um, the whole idea is to do whatever you can to strengthen the part that wants a good, healthy, close relationship, and to try to get rid of the part that's uh, really driving you crazy. As I say, it's just—it's not that easy, as you well know. You have to decide that you're going to have that you're going to. It's going to take you some time, and you can't expect uh, you know results immediately. But in the meantime, you're sure wasting time if you continue. Mm
3: -hmm. Okay. Does that? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Bye bye. 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 Uh, yes, I just want to say too that it takes an awful lot of courage most of the time to break not only a relationship but a pattern of
3: relationship, mm-hmm.
1: pattern mm-hmm. of, of selling yourself short.
3: You on know, I, I want to say something too, Dr. Halpin. When you were saying this, I was telling you the story before about the woman who, you know, is divorced and is functioning well but keeps ruminating. Um, family and friends, particularly friends, have said to her, "You are so unhappy. Don't you remember so well? how?" Un- have said to her, told her how unhappy she was in the relationship, mm. and how she would tell them that she was scared and she was unhappy, and and all of that. And but it it still, it, as you said, when you bring up the amnesia, she still will tend to go to those times where. Um, there were good times, whether it was a trip or whether it was something they achieved in the in the business world together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as you said, the friends had said, "Look at the reality of this and mm-hmm. see that you're much more fortunate than you were then."
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, but it's it's for her. It's believing that when she's lonely or when she's sad. That's the hard part.
1: Yes, it is, and it, it genuinely is a, a human drama that goes on. then because the feelings are real, and also the the longing for him and to make it better, or to wish it had worked out, and what did I lose? And so, is real and powerful, and the feeling of gosh really wasn't good, I, I'm so glad to be out of there. Now that part sounds a lot weaker at this point and your friends are saying that to you, mm-hmm. that you're not really letting yourself see what was wrong there. Uh, and I guess that's one of the first things that you'll have to do is to really recognize that um, you know, things were wrong. Now one of the ways you can do that is to uh, begin either writing or just talking to yourself to say, uh, if I, if we did work it out in the next two years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, what do I see as to where my, li- what my life would be like? And how would it really be living with this man? Uh, and really confront uh, that you may be Making him into something he's not, Mm -hmm. and it's only going to go back to the same old way. So your advice to to... face that picture, it. you know, what would coming home to this home be? uh, Mm -hmm. Is he going to be out for lunch, Mm -hmm. or dinner, Mm or whatever?
3: Uh, That's very good advice. So your advice to this woman who's struggling with this is to really fast forward the picture to see realistically what it would be like. Right. If she had stayed. Right. Exactly. And when she really sees that, that's going to create that more realism of no, it would be the same and it would get worse.
1: Right. Absolutely.
3: That's a very good, so it's fast-forwarding it in a it's realistic way.
1: And then, you know, I'd say that, though, that one of the final things uh, that you need to do is to realize that it's going to take courage. It's an old-fashioned word, and we don't use it much in psychoanalysis or psychotherapy, but I don't know why we don't, because it's crucial in many cases. It is painful to end a relationship like that. You will go through agonies in the middle of the night. You will feel you made a terrible mistake, or uh, or that he made a terrible mistake, but whatever, that it's over, and you may never meet anyone else again who's better than him. And uh, you know, to take the courage to see it differently, mm-hmm. uh, to really see, uh, mm-hmm. to really see what it is you have on your hands there. Yeah.
3: All right, we're going to take a break. We are talking to Dr. Halpern, who is a renowned specialist in the field of love addiction. His book is How to Break Your Addiction to a Person. And Dr. Halpern has been a psychotherapist in New York City for 48 years. He received his Ph.D. in clinical psychology from Columbia and has wonderful advice for us. We have another segment left. There's still time to call us, folks, at 888-335-5204. We're on Voice America, America's Voice. You're listening to Positive Living. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Roy Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption efforts of the
1: former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's
0: Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, Connecting your world, the Internet's number one talk and information station, voiceamerica.com.
3: How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for life on your terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com.
2: How to
3: Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Reskin. And as I always say, I'm so happy to be on Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. You can still call us, 888-335-5204. Your opportunity to talk to one of the foremost experts in the field of love addiction. My guest is Dr. Howard Halperin. He's a best-selling author. His book is How to Break Your Addiction to a Person. Dr. Halpern has been a psychotherapist in New York City for 48 years. He received his Ph.D. in clinical psychology from Columbia University, and he's taught uh, he's taught at several New York colleges and clinics, and is the past president of the American Academy of Psychotherapists. Okay, Dr. Halperin, we have one segment left. There's so much to talk about. What, is it, what else is it that you want our listeners to know about how to break your addiction? Let's, what, what is it we haven't talked about yet that you really feel they need to know?
1: Well, let's see. What, they, what do they need to know? First of all, as I said before, that there's no easy way to end it. That is, once they become convinced that the person is not going to work out with them, uh, or at least halfway convinced, or even a quarter way convinced, uh, that have got to use that to then say, okay, I have to do whatever I can do to ask myself, why is this a bad deal being I mean, seen by me as such a good deal? Uh All my friends have his number. I even have his number. Why do I keep doing this? And that will probably bring you back to early places in your life
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you know, I would bet there's someone in your life that was important, either mother, father, or, or big brother or whatever, who uh, may, who led you to feel they're giving you what they need, what you need but who were not giving you nearly half as what you needed and were unavailable or were unlovable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact, right. Uh, and,
3: and let me read something you write in your book about this. You say, to the degree that your parents, to be helpful, either in the attachment phase or the launching phase, didn't help you, that they failed. You have, You may have an intense residue of needs. From the attachment hunger level and mm-hmm. compel you to seek and cling to relationships in an addictive way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, um, the, the empty spots in our past. Uh, in our past, you know, parents can't be perfect. Your parents can't be perfect. They must have made a lot of mistakes, but uh, they uh, you know, gave you something.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but not enough of what
1: you needed.
2: So it left you kind of
1: hungry. It had, had a taste mm-hmm. of what it could be nice to be held, to be listened to, mm-hmm. uh, to be uh, enjoyed, to be
3: made oh.
2: to feel. Okay,
3: so let me let me describe that, what you just said. So if this person you're addicted to held you or listened to you or looked into your eyes mm-hmm. at any time, you're cling on that. That remi- mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. So you'll, you'll, it, you'll and take and the other things away. You you're doing way. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And often that person knows that that's what your hook is, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll give that to you at certain times intermittently. Is that correct?
1: That's right. Absolutely. They are wonderful often in just time it right. When okay. it's two, you're about to really break it and,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: mean it, uh, and suddenly their flowers may start being yep. delivered by the local people. exactly,
3: forest. exactly.
1: Because mm-hmm. mm. so they, they don't want to lose you in in a lot of these instances, probably in the in the person that you were talking about before. They, they don't want to lose that person.
3: But on the uh, other hand, though, they what... Wanna, mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. They want to put that
1: person on a shelf.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, in
1: the closet, and when they need to be in touch with that person, they expect that person to be there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it's,
3: uh, So that's when they give the attention and the flowers and all of that. hmm As look- soon
1: as you get hooked into it, the likelihood is it won't be very long when you'll be in a familiar place.
3: hmm but now, if that person, as we talked about with my friend, then leaves for someone else, then they do the same thing all over again, correct? They repeat that same pattern with the other person.
1: Sure. I mean, you know, if they are people who are really themselves serious about uh, making a good relationship someday instead of these other ones, then, you know, they, uh, well, they, they may really uh, break the relationship, and really set their sights on something better. But what they always have to realize is that instead of setting lights on something better, uh, that it's very tempting to stay with the same person or find someone just like them and solve the problem of their childhood by, uh, by finding someone who's a better mother a better father um, a more caring a more caring person
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you know, it's a, it's a tough thing for <laughs> you yeah.
3: mm-hmm. but if if you don't solve the addiction problem and then you leave that person and go to somebody immediately, then aren't you just repeating that same thing again
1: sure i mean it's a real danger if you know the What do they call this relationship? The uh, rebound? Yes. Oh, there's a tremendous danger in that. Uh, you know, if a person goes out into the rebound area and has really learned something about what they're attracted to, what they're not, what it's about, Mm -hmm. then they may really uh, look around and it's very, uh, eyes open way and find someone in the next relationship who really is better and different.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: there's there always that real danger that I spoke of before. And I said this woman who could go into any party anywhere mm-hmm. and find the same person okay. that she had okay. just had a miserable right. time with. Right. Uh, and, uh,
2: you know, so that's.
3: Uh, All right, Dr. Helfen, we've got to close it. If you have like 30 seconds just to say, what would you like people to get? What, what's the hope here?
1: Uh, that you are worth too much to be wasting your life uh, in a relationship that doesn't give you what you're entitled to have as a, okay. as a loving person or okay. as a person whos in love.
2: And that, um,
1: you know, you just have to really shoot for something better and avoid getting trapped again had the relationship at the same time because the time is there, the time is going by, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you're getting not younger. And if you want something good, go for it.
3: Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Helper, for being on the program. Thank you, and stay on the line for a minute if you can. Sure. Thank you so much. All right, folks, uh, you've been talking. We've been talking to Dr. Howard Halpern, uh, expert in addiction, author of How to Break Your Addiction to a Person. Next week we're going to talk to Bill Ferguson, former divorce attorney, and author of the best-selling book, How to Heal a Painful Relationship, and, if necessary, Part as Friends. He'll discuss how to heal hurt and end the conflict and restore love in difficult relationships. So, again, um, I love you all. It's an honor and pleasure to be with you on Voice America each week. Go to my website, Raskin Resources. You can get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and you can listen to the archive shows on my site. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day.